Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. everybody, this is Sam coming to you with another episode of the Culpepper Chronicles. Tonight, I am joined with Gino of uh, ISG. He is uh, going to talk to us tonight about firearms and how that really incorporates into general preparedness for the, uh, the average citizen. So, take it away. Tell us about yourself. You know, plug anything you want to plug, and uh, we'll get it going. I won't make a big marketing thing of it. But, uh, yeah, my name is Gino. I'm with uh, Integrated Skills Group. I'm also uh, the president of Centurion Partners Group. We're a uh, defense contractor that also has a weapons manufacturer and a training component, Centurion Armament Co. So uh, I was called by Sam here to come in and uh, discuss some guns. It's kind of my thing. I know we were going to start off with PCCs, but I mean, you know, we don't really know where this is going to go. So yeah, yeah, and we're, we're, both, we're both pretty much gun nuts. So it's it's going to be hard to keep on track because I figure it's going to be pretty tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very opinionated. <laughs> yeah. So, so th- for those listening, the reason this came up is I had I had text Gino. Uh, I guess it's probably last week. I was like, "Hey, man, you know, kind of considering a sub gun." Uh, and what had I, someone had brought one, and I fondled it, and I was like, "Hey, you know, an MP5 would be kind of cool." Uh, and I was like, "I'm going to text him and just see kind of what he thinks because he and I have been going back and forth a lot. They they helped me set up a comp gun for USBSA and everything else. I'm like." I'm just going to kind of pick his brain about it. And he was just like, uh, no. So, so <laughs> we were, instead of talking about it on there, I thought, you know what, this would be a great podcast episode. We'll kind of start with that because there's, there's kind of some nuance to it. Everybody wants to jump straight into like an AR pattern rifle. And then there are some people who feel like they want to be, you know, a super spy and run like an MP5 in a briefcase and, and everything else. So, Okay, um, so let me let me address the MP5 first. I, I'm just gonna say the first thing that I, I out of so out of all of my guns, I don't really have a lot of firearms. By the, for the record, everyone assumes that I have a ton of guns. I really don't. Um, but the one gun that is by far my favorite gun, um, and especially like most fun to shoot and just is just cool, is my um, is my MP5 SD. I love it. I think it's cool as hell. You don't really see them often. It's super quiet an absolute pleasure to shoot sometimes as long as you're not shooting at lefty um but i was about to say i've shot them lefty and they're not fun like i I yeah no they get a bunch of shit in your face it's not especially to be fair we made it uh, so the collapsible stock one not the fixed stock but the collapsible stock one just threw it in my face constantly when i shoot it so to be yeah mine is the collapsible stock luckily you know when you like we made that from from not from scratch but you know we made that off an hk parts kit parts kit you can kind of uh tune them pretty Pretty effectively, uh, with you know, if you once you get them worn in, have the right size rollers and everything, you can get them not bad. But they they're still you got to wear ear, I mean, uh, eye prop. So, anyways, MP5s, I think they're cool as hell, and they're they're such a pleasure to shoot. Um, but like 
I'm a, as you know, I'm a very boring gun person. So like I look every gun that I, I hold or have as a tool with the exception of like my MP5. Um, I, I view it strict, like strictly on that. I want boring reliability with everything. I just want it to work. I want it to do its job. Well, I don't want it to do anything else. As far as boring gun stuff goes, the MP5 just ain't it. I mean, it was it at the, at, you know, when the time of its creation, but now the manual of arms and MP5 is so inefficient. There's just no purpose whatsoever aside from range like let's be honest pccs do like two things they're very very fun to shoot at the range and they're, help, they're helpful for new shooters like getting you know getting your wife you know involved or something like that not <laughs> yep. all the time but generally in my opinion that's pretty much it maybe you save a few bucks by shooting some nine millimeter if that's what it's chambered in cool but as far as like oh, i want to use a pcc for defense i think it's dumb but we can go to that in a minute but like the mp5 out of all of them is worst one for that let's be honest the manual of arms is pretty shit so the gun goes empty you pull the trigger you get a dead trigger the hammer goes forward i gotta cock the gun lock it back strip the magazine i can't press a button and drop the magazine free no no that'd be too easy i gotta strip the magazine i gotta grab a new magazine which is by the way really skinny and goes in the little hole that's never flared out well and then jam that in there make sure it locks in and then release the bolt and then pull the, the trigger Meanwhile, pretty much every other PCC, all I got to do is the bolt locks to the rear. I press the button, mag drops free, put another one in, drop the bolt, pull the trigger. Done. Why am I doing all that work? You know? Well, because it's, it's, cool, it, it's cool to HK slap it, man. It is. And you know what else? It's not even more, it's not even efficient to HK slap it. It's not even an efficient <laughs> technique, anyways. But like, it, I, I mean, never do that. Nothing I use my, inside nothing of my like slapping the gun in your hand and making it, you know, your thing. So spank guns, apparently it's great. <laughs> I get, like I said, though, I get it. I'm boring though. I'm boring. So I don't want to do all that. I mean, it is kind of, it's cool to do it every now and then, but if I actually have to use it, I don't want to do all that work. Um, so that, that's like my, my gripe with the MP5. I think it's, I think they're awesome, but they're not really, it's not a viable option anymore. Is it for just strictly speaking defensive, you know what I mean? Or, offensive defensive whatever considering the options out there today yeah it just doesn't really do much it just doesn't do much and then i mean get to the round and everything do we want to go into just general pccs goods and bads or yeah yeah Yeah. we can keep it pretty general uh and then maybe talk like of those you know caliber options and stuff like that and then compare it to you know other other better options out there for people to pick from okay so i have a few my, my few gripes with pccs right we we know the I'm not going to go through the pluses. I mean, everyone has their endless versions of them. I think just it's just two things. It's just the saving money, new shooters, and kind of a fun toy. Um, but as far as things, I don't think they're very good at. One ballistics. So you know, it's a pistol. It's a pistol caliber. Yeah, you know, I've seen longer barrels in them. They do you know they do some work. But to be honest, pistols are not good at killing people. And I don't want to get morbid with it, but let's right. If yeah. we're going to be using these things for a you know defensive purpose or offensive purpose, whatever it is, let's be honest, we're going to want some rounds that are effective. And pistol Absolutely. caliber rounds just aren't really that that great. It's not ideal. Um two, size. So well, size and weight. So size and weight is kind of an issue and concealability comes into that too. So in my opinion, if I want something that if I if I have something that shoots a pistol round, I want a pistol. I want something I can conceal on my person. And I can employ very quickly or one-handed if I needed to. That's the whole benefit of a pistol. That's literally the biggest part of it. So if I have this large item that is, let's be honest, I mean, what's the smallest PCC that's out there? Like a, a, an MP9, you know, a, a B&T MP9 maybe? 
Yeah, yeah, I would have to say, I would have to say that's probably the smallest I've seen without like, because because the, then you get in a mag placement. Like you're not going to get small unless you go with a uh, a pistol grip mag setup. Exactly. Like like yeah. a scorpion or an MP5 or whatever having the uh, mag in front of the trigger guard, they're never going to be that small. Yeah, they really aren't. They really aren't. So with something like that, you're not putting it in your in your waistband. You know what I mean? You're not real. I mean, I see everybody want to try to you know act like you can hide it under your your jacket but unless you're surrounded by fucking mouth breathers you're not gonna hide that you know slung under a jacket it just doesn't really work um from yeah. a distance sure. and I, yeah. th- I think that i think that also comes down to the difference between actual concealment and and hey it's just not blatantly obvious yeah from a distance too like distance identification of course there's smaller items you can conceal a little bit better you put them under like i've done that with a full-size rifle but right. it's um yeah, it's not going to work, you know, under a little bit of scrutiny. A scrutiny but anyways, um, so yeah, so size and weight. I mean, you have that increased size and weight over a regular pistol when I could just use a fucking pistol. Let's be honest. It shoots the same bullet. I'm going to hide it in my belt. You're never going to know it's there. And when I pull it out, I can use it within, to anything out to about 100 yards. Yeah, and, and another thing when it comes yeah. to size, if anyone's ever actually looked at specs, like the barrel length without going to like a 16-inch PCC or something, like if you're talking about like a true like micro compact PCC like everyone actually wants, the barrel length isn't that different. So you're not really getting no, that it's big the of same a size. Velocity and ballistics. <laughs> yeah, no, you're getting a you're getting a gun that's almost the like maybe one inch longer than a standard full size pistol. Yeah. But they're like, oh well, it's, you know, it's a full size gun. Well, you know what? I can still carry a full size gun, and even Absolutely. if it's not comfortable and I want it, and it kind of sucks, I can still do it. You know what I mean? Like you can do it. You definitely aren't doing that with a with a um with an MP9. It ain't happening. You know what no. I mean? So um, that's that's that. And then also, also, let's throw this out here on, on weight. While we're on size and weight, we already did size. Weight is another thing. So like uh, the other day, I forgot the company that makes it, but an RD9 is a is a PCC, right? I, I Somebody will probably correct me in the comments, but RD9. I don't know the exact weight off the top of my head. However, I have like lightweight, small, Two two three is that way less than that fucking thing. I just I saw one in the shop the other day and I was like, oh, that's yeah, that looks funky. Shoots Glock mags to nine millimeter PCC, and you know pretty much all of these PCCs, not all, but a majority of them are um, if they're not roller delayed or radial delayed, which is rare. Um, it's um, mostly all direct blowback stuff. So you know the the uh, the bolt and that spring behind that bolt have to be a certain weight to slow down that bolt for you know to to be timed essentially. And for like right. a nine millimeter, it's like, it's over a pound. It's like a pound or, or more sometimes. So you have these guns that actually are, are quite heavy for what they are. I mean, you're shooting a little pistol bullet and then you end up having more felt recoil than a full size five, five, six. And then on top of that is sometimes pretty damn heavy. And like this RD9 I was holding was heavier than a fucking AR, regular AR. It's ridiculous. And I think that's something that a lot of people confuse is they think that if you're shooting a pistol caliber out of something bigger that it's going to recoil less or have less felt recoil and that fully depends on the recoil operating system like for instance, for instance you take like an ar9 or something like that that's still using a a buffer system like that thing is annoying to your ear because of how it's built uh when that spring and yep. buffer is moving and it's it's smacking you pretty good like i've shot one i thought that had a lot more felt recoil impulse than i was anticipating for it to be a nine millimeter and it's all because of the design yeah, no, that's that was another one of my little points was the felt recoil. It's it's never not never, but I mean there's there's very few PCCs that actually have like 
Yeah. Uh, I would say, let's say you have a full 16 inch rifles. I don't really want to compare them just because they're really, it's really not that fair, but just a little bit. Um, a 16 inch 5.56 five, with like a muzzle brake on it. The recoil is fucking hardly there, right? Right. Look at a CZ Scorpion. There's a lot of recoil there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there really is. Like, shoot. No one's ever shot one. They, they are like, they're like little hand shockers. Like you don't expect, you don't expect it. KP9s, the, uh, the AK, any of the direct blowback PCCs, they're, they're not very pleasant. Are they that bad? No, of course not. It's not really, they're not awful. But no. you're shooting an anemic round with the same recoil as a lot of rifle rounds. <laughs> so it's right. like, why am I, right. what, what is the, the benefit is of this? It's not that they're that bad. It's they're, they're that bad for what you're shooting. It's like, like if you gave me something that size chambered in 300 Win Mag that like recoiled the exact same as the 9 mil, like I'd be like, okay, that's not that bad. But when you give me something that size as 9 mil and I, I feel that recoil impulse, I'm like, that should not be as much as it is. Yeah, so I mean that's absolutely so that's that's another one felt felt recoil. Um, I had uh, effective range is another one too. So mm-hmm. it's essentially the same effective range as a handheld pistol. So I mean I don't really have to harp on that too much, but it, it's I don't really see much benefit. Uh, I mean I could be a dick and kind of do the whole um, you know get better at shooting thing. If people are like oh well I can shoulder it and I can shoot it, but yeah, get I, I was I was gonna bring that care. up and get your opinion on that. Like you and I both. Uh, I mean, we we've shot. I don't care distance and stuff like that i mean we've pushed handguns it seems like from conversations we've had we've pushed handguns a little bit so like a lot of that comes down to a lot of people will say well i can get better hits at distance because i have two points of contact and at the same time like i have grouped better at 50 yards with a glock 19 than i've seen other people do with a pcc so yeah i think it's just it's just training really at that point i mean yeah. I, kind of there are one of the big things we harp on ISG is essentially, you know, your pistol is your primary for the civilian application. And right. I mean, we mean it because it is generally. And if you are competent with a quality pistol, you can shoot a pistol quite far. Um, and it's really not that hard if you, if you have good fundamentals and you do, you spend some time practicing. And on top of that, again, I can keep it in my waistband. I can mm-hmm. keep it hidden. I can employ it very quickly if I needed to. Right. Um, you don't have to carry a specific bag to hold it. Exactly. I, I, it's in a holster. I can pull out my, I know I carry a Glock 19, which you know, big, big surprise. I know it's a very rare thing these days. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I carry a Glock 19 with, with a red dot on it. Um, and I mean, I have an aftermarket trigger. I have a flared magwell on it and that's really about, it. I mean, and a threaded barrel other than that. I mean, it's pretty basic. I have a light too. Sorry. Um, it's pretty basic, but I know I put anything inside of a hundred yards. I am hitting no problem. I don't care if it's moving. If it's in a hundred yards, I'm good. Zero issues, but I, I obviously shoot a lot, so I have the luxury of doing that. So yeah, I was about fair. to say, like, but, I've seen I've seen you do some pretty impressive distance work with like a G forty eight, like in some of your videos. So, yeah, yeah, we shoot G forty eights and and and, and G forty three Xs at hundred yards all day. It's not it's not impossible. Is it ideal? Of course not. It's no, silly. Yeah. But if I needed to, but it's no doable. problem. It's, yeah, doable it's doable, and it's doable without having to be a specialized weapons platform that's deployed from a bag that you may or may not have with you because you're in the middle of Walmart. Yeah, and that also sucks at hurting things. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, – and then another, another thing I had, the overpenetration, which I honestly, personally, I don't give a shit about that. I mean, I, I'm sure I'll make some enemies saying this, but I really don't care. You should have round accountability at all times anyways. Right. Um, and I'm, I don't want a gun that doesn't penetrate. My goal is to penetrate as much shit as possible because I want to be able to hit stuff. I don't want someone to be able to walk behind some shit wall and, and my bullets magically don't work anymore. So yeah. 
I don't really care about that. But if someone wants to use that as a point of argument, go for it. Pistol rounds, not, not always, but generally travel through sheetrock and drywall and residential walls a lot easier than really fast, lightweight rifle rounds do, with exception of specialty rounds and stuff like that. I mean, that's why a lot of police department entry teams are not utilizing, you know, the UMP-45s, MP5s, or any of the pistol caliber guns anymore because of that. Um, and also, they're bad at killing things. And modern armor stops them. That's another thing right there. Yeah. Any kind of not even modern, shitty cheap armor can stop it. Wish.com armor can stop pistol uh, rounds. So, well, not all of them, but, you know, yeah. it, it's it's quite easy to stop them. Um, and I think the last thing that I had on top, off the top of my head, unless you remind me of something else, was reliability. Um, we uh, we do a lot of stuff with pistol caliber guns at, at our at Centurion Armament, too, by the way. We do a lot of MP5s, um, and we do a lot of CMMG uh, Banshees. So we, we build MP5s and we also have a lot of those Banshees and uh, the Mark IVs and stuff like that. Um, as as far as I'm as far as I'm aware and I've experienced, they are never as reliable as their rifle counterparts for a bunch of reasons. One, I've you know nine millimeter guns or pistol caliber guns get a lot dirtier quicker, so they're you have to clean them more often, especially um, suppressed. Oh God, yeah, especially suppressed. Um, so they get a lot dirtier quicker, which inherently makes, you know, you have to kind of maintain it a little bit more. Um, the bolt doesn't travel as fast, not as much pressure with pistol caliber rounds. So, you know, they can get fouled up, uh, quickly, and then they can also start having extraction problems or cycling issues with when they get really dirty, or if they get some sort of uh, foreign substance inside of them. Um, whereas a rifle can kind of power through a lot of stuff, uh, rifle caliber can power through a lot of stuff. Um, the magazines generally, unless you're using, um, like an example would be like a BNT that takes BNT mags versus Glock mags. I won't get into how shitty the BNT mags are and how easy they break, but just the feeding of them, you know, is uh, is more reliable when it's the uh, the staggered magazines that feed from the, the double like staggered mag. I forgot what that's called, but those are better than using a pistol mag inside of like a PCC. Those are generally shit. Yeah. They're, they're not reliable. Even if you're using stock Glock mags, which is probably the best, they still have issues uh, feeding and extracting as well sometimes. Yeah, um, and, and semi-related note, I, I have not had good luck out of the Magpul mags as it is as far as the... Oh, no, those don't like, work. The 17-round the ones have not been too bad in handguns, but like, you know, I was telling you, it, those 22-round ones absolutely choked that 34 during that competition and, and cost me a little bit. So I, I'm moving to OEM mags with, with uh, base plates, but... I've I've honestly had terrible luck with any of the, the Magpul um, pistol magazines. I've never had one, like, function properly. They yeah. always die quicker than a regular uh, yeah, Glock Ra- magazine, Ra- or this Ra- don't Ra- function Ra- for matter. For Ra- Rifle mags are on point. Rifle mags are on point. Oh, 100 percent. But 100%. The, the pistol mags, I don't know. They, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's the all pollen reconstruction or what. But so, um, so yeah. we we've discussed My, um, kind of the negatives to, to PCC. We've we've discussed that maybe it's not the best option. Uh, as you said, you know ISG uh, is very focused on handgun. Because, you know, the handguns, the citizen's primary, because it's what you have with you. Uh, if a person was to want something outside of a handgun, let's say it's not a situation where it's, you know, the Walmart parking lot. We've progressed down the dystopian paradigm, and now we have the ability to carry a long gun and not be completely out of the, out of the ordinary. Uh, what would you suggest then instead of a PCC or something along that nature? Um. I would say the training to differentiate what would work and what doesn't work in your given area. 
to start with. I know that's an annoying answer, but no, I totally expect it. So you're good. And my first, yeah, my first thing is going to be, all right, where do you live? You know what I mean? Because right. if you live where so, okay. you live, so, and then you live where I live, it's going to be a lot different what you're going to be utilizing. So let's or what you're say, be able to let's use a standard. Uh, it's hard to say standard, but like a suburban area, it's not super open. It's not you know giant open bean fields, but it's not extremely congested city streets. Standard suburbia, you know, you live in a gated community and you are traversing areas like that. You may have some long shots, you may have some short shots, uh, that type of situation. Um, Not defending a cabin on top of a mountain from a horde of zombies or some crap. Yeah, I got you. I would say, in my opinion, a gas-operated AR-15 chambered in 5.56 if you can afford a suppressor, put one on that bad boy, upgrade it up as, as much as you can, make the reliable stuff, put some, put an LPVO on it and call it a day. Um, I, I think that works for a very large portion of, of people. I would want something that is you know, relatively quiet and easy to shoot. I can carry a lot of ammo with me, has low recoil and would allow me to do make, you know, up close engagement as well as pretty far distance engagements, uh, easy, which a 16 inch DI uh, AR would be the would be the the breadwinner in that one. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. really think much can compete with that. I mean, I love Vanguard Blackout, but it has its it, ha- it has its specialty purpose in, in my yeah. Opinion. And I actually I actually just got done having a conversation last night with some guys that that I'm local with about 300 Blackout, and like 308 and stuff like that. I think I think what spawned it was uh, Mac of Military Arms Channel or or whatever had put something out a video about how he's do, no longer wants 556 because he's in 308 or some crap, and that's what that's what spurred it on. I but, think that's uh, stupid, but okay. Yeah, um, and that's that's Great. basically the the points that I made to to them when I was talking about like I can kind of understand what he's saying, but I don't agree at all. Um, Look, I but, I know the military made the mistake recently, but the, there's a reason that battle rifles aren't utilized anymore, and we use intermediate yeah. cartridges. Yeah, um, you know, unfortunately, volume of fire generally wins engagement. Volume and of fire, the amount carry, of the amount of ammunition you can carry per weight capita, too. Exactly. That's the it. biggest thing. Uh, and that's something <clears throat> that the, the military is going to relearn, I guess. I, I don't have to worry about it, so it's whatever. But Yeah. Um, but And I'm not, I'm not necessarily surprised that you said, you know, a 16-inch AR. Uh, but you and I, and I think Aaron had talked long ago in the protection tab of the ISG Discord, which there is an ISG mm-hmm. Discord if anyone's curious. Uh, about like AK AK pattern rifles, and there's a big focus on AK pattern rifles for the dystopian doomsday type thing because they don't fail and everything else. And and we had had discussions regarding parts and ammunition and stuff like that. Do you want to go into that and kind of the the thought process on that? Why you yeah so AR over an AK? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my thing with so first off, let me let me preface this by. All of us at ISG are AK dudes, um, very, very much so. I my AKs are professionally. I started with an AK versus over an AR, actually, which is kind of ridiculous. But anyways, um, I love AKs; they're great. That being said, like I said, I, I like boring reliability, which you think an AK would be, but it's more so. I, I'm just I want to maximize what I have. You know, I want stuff that is going to be as good as it can possibly be. Right. An AK has a lot of hindrances. Um, a AR does its job very well. They're very, very reliable, contrary to people. Like when, they, when people compare the two, it's kind of annoying to me because 
to be honest, the AR has been used in pretty much every like every theater of operations, and they consistently operate well. If you maintain yeah. your rifle, they work fine. All right. You've had it in the, well, I think the worst thing you could have would be a jungle and a desert with a bunch of sand. And you know what? They work perfectly fine, and they're used all the time over there. Yeah, I, any of those I was about to say the reliability thing. What I have seen firsthand um, from others is when you get into decreased reliability, it's when you start putting a ton of different random internal parts. You're either yep. doing that, you're you're not maintaining it, you're not doing any type of cleaning or lubrication, or you're getting very very low quality QC parts to start with. Uh, I think that, the that, I think the AK and the AR reliability argument is kind of silly it's they both are reliable they both right. will break i've broken both many times it's not really a big deal um everything will break which you so, see with the current the current uh ak market right now everybody talks garbage. About, it's hot uh, garbage how garbage it is and a lot of it's because it's american sourced as opposed to you know straight from other russian or whatever but yeah i but mean clearly clearly the pattern is uh fallible <laughs> yeah i just so here's my thing with ars just really quickly so one it's a lightweight gun I'm an absolute bastard when it comes to, to, to weight. As I, I've had to carry a rifle for a living, I know what it's like to carry it all day. I want it to be as light as possible. Obviously, I don't need it. I don't want to sacrifice reliability, and I don't want to sacrifice, you know, I don't want to have it so light to where the felt recoil is ridiculous, but it, hey, it's a 5.56. Five, it's not going to be that bad. Um, so I want something that's lightweight. It's not front heavy, something I can hold up and aim it at something for extended periods of time if I need to hold on a target or something, whatever it is. I want it to be lightweight. I want it to be reliable, which already is if you have a good one that's easy i want to be able to carry as much ammo as i possibly can um you know without hindering my movement and then i also i needed to i needed to be able to reach out and touch somebody which let's be honest 556 does a pretty decent good job of it it's really not that difficult um that's really why i like lightweight i like being able to to reload it very quickly i can the manual of arms for that gun if you practice is very very quick and very easy as you know and there's tons of little upgrades you can make to make it even quicker and better. I was about to say, it's so, very intuitive, and then you can make small changes that really help it perform better for you. Even like, I'm a left-handed shooter, and mm-hmm. even even using just a standard AR, you can get by pretty quick with, with being left-handed. And then just very small, cheap improvements uh, can, can make that change, too, to make it even better, compared to like the AK pattern, where you don't really have a whole lot of options. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I mean, there are there, there's a decent amount of up, aftermarket upgrades you can make for an AK, right? Um, I think, like I said, I I love them. I think they're great. My one of my one of my favorite guns is my AK 104. Um, but that being said, manual of arms is not as good. It's heavier. Carrying that ammo is good. You know, is is kind of a pain in the ass. Now, to be fair, the rounds are a little bit more effective on soft targets. Put it that way. It breaks bones. Let's be honest. It does yep. it does its job. It rips through cars well. And it's if you need something that's pretty violent, it it does the job. Um, but manual of arms kind of, for me, it, it slowly is kind of just, uh, it's more of a fun thing for me now. It, it, the AR is really the, is, is really the way to go for, in my opinion, if, if I'm going to have to grab a gun and be stuck with it for quite a, quite a long time, um, in that situation you, you, you gave, I'm going to take an AR, man. Yeah. It's light and easy and it gets the job done. And I think a lot of people will get stuck in a past mindset where now there are so many quality options for ARs that, that are oh, yeah, and everything else that like you can, you can actually have your cake and eat it too, for the most part with that platform um, versus. Yeah. You can have a very reliable Gucci ass AR now. Yeah. You used to not be able to do that. Absolutely. Versus the, like the prepper mindset of 40 years ago where 
everything was still being figured out. Uh, and yeah. like, your only way to get reliability was like a full 20 inch rifle gas system and, and everything else, because everybody's still, like, like we've pretty well figured it out. Like the AR platform has gotten to the point where it's like, there's really no reason to get too deep in the weeds on trying to do anything else. Like you have so many options out there and people much smarter than myself have figured out how to make those options work reliably that just, just do your research and you're good to go. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. So we've, we've talked about the handgun being the primary, uh, and there are articles on the ISG, uh, website as well as there's been lots of discussions in the discord. And I think on the Patreon, um, yeah, we even have, I think we have tons of videos, um, on it too. We have videos, I, we have articles about it. I mean, there's tons. That's what it's I thought. The web, you know, firearms area of the uh, website, the protection section. Yep. And, uh, you'll see. Yeah. There, there's a ton of good stuff on there. Uh, speaking of which, you talked about you carried a 19. Uh, I carry a 23, and that's part of the uh, the Cerberus project. Yep. Do you want to talk any about that? I know there's an article over it. There's something that y'all are working on through Centurion to bring to the market for the ISG side of stuff. Do you want to go into any of that? Uh, yeah, sure. We got a um, we have the the, Cer- the Cerberus project. Essentially, is just a uh, a intermediate sized uh, pistol that kind of fills a lot of roles um it's we have a whole article on it so i just tell everybody to go to the, go to the article if yeah. in depth uh, in depth of it but we are putting together a um a special um p cerberus pistol uh that actually should be done i would say by the net by next month we should have that finished because we had to do a lot of uh, r&d on that one yeah i know y'all just to make sure because originally the plan was to do it with a Glock platform and there, there were some issues there. So you had to kind of go back to the drawing board with how you're doing Yeah, with the new Gen 5, with the new Gen 5 uh, Glock 23s, there wasn't any, there's no option for a, uh, like a factory Glock threaded barrel will not, uh, 9mm threaded barrel will not fit in the, uh, in the 40 cal Glocks just because they changed some dimensions. Uh, and we really wanted the usability of having it ambidextrous, you know, just for yeah. wrong-handed people like yourself. Uh, yeah. I want people, you know, want you guys to be able to to shoot the gun as efficiently as a right right-handed shooter, and that's why we went with the uh, M and P. And to be honest, man, M and P is the, the Smith and Wesson M and P has been absolutely smoking it lately. La- last few years, they're 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 really well made. I know they they don't get enough love, and, and they, I, you know it's funny. I don't shoot them much at all either. Uh, Aaron does, but um, I I, really, I probably should start shooting mine again. But uh, and they're great guns. They're very reliable, and and they they feel great in the hand, and. Uh, you know, now with some of the trigger options and, and some of the upgrades that are available for them now, they're they're really hard to beat. They're really hard to yeah, beat. So they are. I'm looking you, forward to that. And that's kind of like when you and I were talking about setting up that comp gun, and I ended up going with a 34. You know, I originally yeah. was looking at the uh, the aluminum frame 2.0 and stuff like that. And we went we went back and forth on that for a bit. They've got a lot of options now. And for those curious, the reason that uh, he's talking about having a nine millimeter barrel uh, in the 23 is one of the goals of the service project is have it multi caliber. Uh, that way you yeah. have a few more options. Yeah, you know, when you get around to the uh, to the um, election cycle blues, where all the uh, normal ammo is ridiculously priced, it's actually quite helpful sometimes to be able to shoot or purchase, you know, 40 cal or 357 SIG. You know, yep. I mean, nobody wants to shoot that shit. And even during a crisis, people still don't want to shoot that shit. So it's pretty cheap to grab and easy to find. So that's uh, yep. one of the um, things. All right, man. Well, I guess the only other thing, do you want to briefly touch on maybe shotguns? I know that's something that has gotten some love lately on the on the Discord and stuff like that. Do you want to talk about, are, are those something that you would consider viable options for not necessarily 
maybe patrolling out in your neighborhood, but something within your, your, your yard. So I, I may not be the best um, person to ask for, for shotguns. I mean, well, to, to talk on the, the benefits of them. I'm not a huge fan. Um, they have their place, of course. Uh, I have never used a shotgun professionally, so I don't want to speak from ignorance. I, I've essentially, the only time I've ever held one professionally was because we had it for shooting at drones because we didn't really have any other option. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so a really old Browning knockoff with some uh, birdshot is about all I've ever uh, uh, used professionally. But yeah. uh, that, so, I, you know, I don't know about the entry teams or anything like that. That's not really my, my forte. So, uh, but I mean, as far as hunting goes, I think they're awesome for that, you know, and, and they're, they're also fun, but I, I don't see a shotgun ever being, I, I don't ever see myself grabbing my shotgun. I have a badass one too. I have a great, like fully decked out Beretta 1301. Um, that is just awesome. But I, I don't really see myself ever grabbing that if I ever needed a, uh, a gun unless it's like for a hunting purpose or so and it's even then that's actually a pretty bad gun for hunting but yeah for, um, me, for me it's it's simply it's a niche thing uh yeah like it there is are, there are certain roles that a shotgun does and when it does that role it does it extremely well but it's not as general purpose as like a 556 ar or something like that it it just it just isn't and it i i go back to really one of the biggest things for me is manual of arms and, and weight so like yeah, you know and carrying a bunch of shotgun rounds is Carrying yeah, carrying a bunch of shotgun rounds is heavy and slow. Loading a shot, being being good at shooting a shotgun is, is actually quite hard. Um, you know, being be actually good at loading and using a shotgun in a yeah. I guess would say a defensive or offensive way is is quite difficult over a rifle. I just don't see the efficacy of it. To well, be well, the good news is all you have to do is rack it and they'll run away. So you don't really yeah, have that's to true. You can rack it and it, shoot so. it in the air. Um, yeah, and that generally just, uh, scares off any. Just kind give of them give them two blasts in the air and you'll be good to go. Yeah, or you, you know, buy some dragon's breath. Yeah, there, there you go. There That's you scary go. looking. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's, I think it's been a good episode. I think we've, we've hit on all the major topics that I wanted to. I wanted to keep this one kind of short uh, because some of these can get super winded. I'd love to get, like, another roundtable, like, with you and Aaron and Jake and, and some other people one time uh, because those are always fun to bounce back and forth different ideas. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Usually I have notes in front of me. So it's a little bit less, you know, jumping around. But um, next time we'll do that. I'll bring some notes. And then yep. we should also definitely get um, get uh, get Jake and uh, Aaron in here because it is it is fun to hear everybody. Because everybody has their own little niche, you know. That's kind of what yep. I love about ISG. Everybody has their own specialty. And, and it obviously there's overlaps. But um, yeah. we all have a different kind of experience and uh and background so it's it's fun to kind of bounce ideas off each other and argue friendly yeah about things because and, and you'll hear ak arguments and shotgun arguments from both of them i'll do it yeah and that's <laughs> one of the, that's one of those things that's great about ISG. If, if if anyone listening isn't a member of the discord or anything like that i highly suggest it uh but you you can be like a specialist quote unquote there's something that you're very good at or something you're well versed in or whatever you can be that specialist in a sea of generalists and share a ton of information and knowledge to, to be more well-rounded. Like I've learned a ton just from passively looking at conversations that have happened on there. So yeah, it's been great. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think this wraps it up. Uh, I appreciate you coming on uh, again. You know, if anyone's listening, if you're looking for what all do y'all offer through Centurion Armament, I know you don't want to market it and I appreciate that, but like, you know, I, I, y'all have helped me through purchases. You've helped me set up the 34 and everything else. Like what all do y'all offer 
for those that are listening? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, pretty simple. We're, we're a weapons manufacturer and supplier, so uh, we do a lot of training if you're local. But as far as um, as far as like offering stuff like that, anything related to firearms, we got you. Uh, <laughs> this is centurionarmament.com. So I mean, that's that's yeah. our website. We have a um, have a storefront. We do a lot of custom work as well. I have a full machine shop and actually properly trained and experienced gunsmiths working here. Uh, so they'll, uh, they'll be able to pretty much handle any, any kind of thing that is a uh, firearms related or question or supplying issue or whatever. Um, yeah. You check out the website, I guess that would be the thing if you, yeah. if you want to do marketing and then anyone, if, if you want to look at some of their work, like, like I said, I've got that 34. I posted it on, on Instagram a few times. Y'all did the, the in-house work on the frame uh and and everything else and you hooked me up with the sro on that so definitely looking into yeah that. you can go on the website yeah, and glock the... work and stuff like that you go do all that yeah yeah we do custom glock work we do all that jazz stippling you name it um like i said when i when i say everything related to firearms i mean it we do we really do um you can use discount code carry the fire on there if you like or uh maybe work some out with this uh, podcast here yeah we'll talk about uh, that later though yeah, it sounds good. And then do you want to talk about real quick, just real briefly, because I know you haven't put a ton of information out on it as the FFL thing that you were working on for the credit. Oh yeah. FFL payments. So um, you want to go into that? Cause I, I, you, you posted about it and I shared it on my Instagram. Everybody's like, what's this? And I'm like, I can kind of give you the general information that I have on it, but I'm going to have him on and he can go on about that. So do you want to touch on that real quick? Yeah, I mean, I can. If you're not an FFL, unfortunately, this doesn't really apply to you. But if you do are in the uh, federal firearms licensee, you know, line of work, um, it's uh, to be honest, it's a constant it's a constant hassle to find uh, payment processors and, and card companies that'll work with you just because of the firearms industry. It's a constant hassle. We've had we've gone through five. So you have constant situations with people holding your funds or claiming they're going to work with firearms businesses or I mean, to be honest, man, it's not even just firearms business. You sell a knife online, you get lumped in with a gun shop. Um, so it's, they say they'll work with you. And then a year later, they're like, Oh, we've changed our privacy policy. We no longer, you know, facilitate firearm sales or ammo sales or, you know, fucking necklaces with fire starters on them, whatever kind of bullshit they can, they can um, get politically, you know, not, uninvolved in quickly they'll do. Um, and then it leaves you with, you know, uh, with a bad situation where you can't accept payments. Uh, so at, as someone had to, that happened to several, several times, um, and the, the industry as a whole dealing with constant just credit card processing companies, essentially just telling us to screw off after a little while and holding our funds or just improperly classifying us as high risk, which is asinine with all the paperwork that's required uh, for an FFL. Um, I was like, about six months ago, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm starting my own. <laughs> so um, we, uh, it, it, I'm not even joking. That's actually what happened. That was the discussion that happened. I kind of had a, had a freak out. I'm like, no, fuck it. We're doing it. We're starting our own. Yep. So um, we started FFL payments and we've been uh, providing uh, card processing uh, for um, federal firearms license holders uh, for a little while now uh, and exclusively for them. So we don't ever have to worry about us changing our mind, not working with the firearms industry people or outdoor industry people. And, um, and we have very competitive rates because we're direct with, uh, we have three bank, three partner banks that we work with that we're direct with. So there's no, no middlemen or anything like that. Very and cool. Uh, well, so any yeah. of you that are listening, if you own an FFL, you're thinking about doing an FFL and that's maybe been a hang up that you ran into, you know, uh, get a hold of, of Gino or through Centurion partner, uh, Centurion Armament group, 
you know, and get some information on the FFL payments because it sounds like, you know, I've heard of other people having hassles and issues with it, you know, local and semi-local that like it, that it's always been kind of an issue. So I, I was pretty excited that you did that. I'm not an FFL owner or anything. I don't benefit from it, but I, I have been semi behind the scenes enough to understand the reason for, for creating such a thing. And I think it's a great move. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was honestly, it was out of necessity. Yeah. <laughs> it got so bad. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up. Uh, I think I've said that about six times now and I keep coming up with something, but I think we're legitimately wrapped up now. So, uh, <laughs> As always, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for following along. Gino, thanks for coming on and talking, man. I appreciate it. And I hope we can do it again. My pleasure. My pleasure, man. Take All right, care. Man. All right. Well, everybody, take it easy. Stay safe. God be with you and your families.